podcast to reunite and bring together what motivating the passionate to pursue with Jesus to join the adventure. So today we have a very um, very interesting topic to talk about. Um, you know, usually when people go out to like parties, to clubs, to bars, the number one thing that always like gets the hype up is the music. So the music sucks, you know, the vibes kind of going to go down with it. So the music's always got to be like on par with the mood of everybody. Um, and, you know, us being not talented DJs. Um, we don't know anything about like, you know, what goes into this art form, um, what goes into like mixing the music. And, you know, you have to have a really like good, like, like eye for what, what music like mash together. And um, since we don't know anything about that, we decided to invite three of our very talented friends who have been doing this for quite a while now at this point. Um, and yeah, they're going to talk to us about, you know, being DJ. So if you guys want to introduce yourselves, whoever wants to go first. No? I, I can. I can. I can introduce. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, hi. I am Gio. Um, my other friends here, Zach and Paolo. So, yeah, we're DJs. Um, personally, I have been doing this for 14 years. Um, Zach and Paolo, how long have you guys been um, since second year high school, so that's um 2013, 20, about eight years. I think we've been doing Pao and I eight years. How about you, Pao? I think it well, not not the whole time eight years. I I, I stopped. Yeah. I wasn't toloy toloy, and I wouldn't say I was doing it like even like when I was in college. Eh? Like I would do it sometimes, but then. Yeah, I, I would say uh, yeah, I started same time as Zach. Gio started before us, and we got into it also because of him. But yeah, it's still high school, but it's actually a really long time if you think about it. Yeah, yeah, actually, yeah, when I think about it, now, it's, it's a long time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right, yeah, it's great to have you guys on the show. This is gonna be a really thank you, thank you, exciting episode. Yeah, thank you. Yes, thank you guys. All right, so let's it. get the ball rolling. Whoever's gonna ask the first question. All right, great. Uh, since you guys have a solid foundation to this profession, and obviously you guys wouldn't do this if you don't love music. So, since you guys love music, when did when did your love for the music start? I think do you go first because you were the first one. Eh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. We have right. an order now. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I'm. Uh... Okay. So. Love for music. Personally, I have always liked music ever since I was a kid, even before I started DJing. Um, <laughs> I think the first, the first genre that I started to really like uh, was actually a rock. It's not even like remotely near towards anything DJ-related, right? It's not like the type of music that you usually hear in bars, clubs or even festivals ever, right? So 
there. So rock first. And then eventually I just started getting exposed to different genres. Um, I remember I remember when I was a kid, I, I started hearing this, this song from um, Avicii. No, 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 no. It's called, I forgot, the, I forgot the artist, but then it's called We Are, we are the People. We are people rule the world. I forgot who sang that or who, with which band that was. But I found that song so sick. I found that song so sick. And then eventually I got introduced to Daft Punk. Whoa. Yeah. Nice. Daft Punk, right? Now that's, that's really related to DJ, right? And then um, at first, actually, I didn't even like like Daft Punk so much, as much as I used to like rock. I still preferred rock over that punk. And then, I don't know, just over the years, my music taste sort of evolved, I guess, or I was more open to expanding my taste in music. And then eventually I found, um, I found the genre that made me start DJing, which was um, electro dance music. So like what Paolo mentioned earlier, Avicii, oh my gosh. I remember hearing Avicii's song "Levels" for the first time. It was in uh, it was played in our Savior School Fair, and everyone, everyone. I remember the venue was at our football field, and the DJ there was playing the song because he was yeah he was DJing right, and he was I think I remember he was one of the more known DJs back then. In was it was it Kabichi? Yes. Kabichi levels. Yeah. His name was yes. Kabichi, like Avicii. Yeah. <laughs> really, really, really amazing moment. I was like, wow, this song is so good. And it took me a long time to find out with what song that was. And yeah, from there I was like, I was so hooked into the idea. Um another heavy influence into that factor is the fact that my Tito is actually a DJ also. Um oh. yeah, so He's a resident DJ in multiple bars and clubs. Back then, I'm not sure if he still does it right now. I haven't uh, asked him, but then, so yeah. And so I thought, okay, why not, right? And that's where, yeah, I started to settle into that genre and eventually started DJing. Electro dance music, you know. So, Zach and Paolo. What's the order again? Me, the new Pao. Yeah, go down. Okay, I mean, okay. Yeah, you can go first. Yeah. Um, I think unlike Geo, I never, like growing up, I didn't really have that sort of passion for a particular genre. Like, um, obviously at that, when I was young, I had a favorite song. It was probably Fix You by Coldplay. But you, you, it's like, um, I was never, I never really had that passion for music. And so, um, it was really when I was introduced to um, electronic dance music in second year high school um, where I really parang had found that deeper love for music. And it was because the people around, around me at that time, na parang, they introduced me um, to that. And I, Gio included. He was one of the people that... Um, introduced me to electronic dance music or EDM. And so um, 
because of that, because of delving into the EDM scene, finding these different artists, Avicii, Swedish House Mafia, um, RL Grime, all these new uh, artists that um, until today I sometimes still listen to. Like, um, it was really the, the foundation of my love for music right now really came from uh, DJing uh, in second year high school. But before that, talaga, I really, um, I wasn't really a musically inclined person. I never really learned how also how to play an instrument. I mean, I took piano lessons in, when did I take piano lessons? I took piano lessons so late now. I was um, first year college, around first year college when I took piano lessons. It was only, it only lasted for like a month. And so, yeah, growing up, I wasn't, I didn't really focus on music. It was really um, only when I started DJing that um, I found that love for music. So, so yeah, that's my story. On music how about you Pao? um i guess i'm a bit similar but i guess in, in my in for me i knew how to play guitar eh? but i don't think that necessarily translates into play into djing eh? necessarily then for me um how i got into it was you know I, I i wouldn't say my music taste was very vast also like i didn't have any one type of taste what did I listen to? Whatever my sister listens to or whatever my friends to. Or I don't know whatever my classmates listen to. So it isn't that specific. So I think I really got into EDM and then into DJing when I first heard Tsunami by D- Dubs, DBBS, DBBS. It was in class because eh? we have iPads. And then my friend who's behind me, he was a DJ at eh? this Kino. He's behind me. And his ear, his headphones... We're noise canceling. It's always max volume. Then <laughs> legit is how he's like, Paolo, listen to this. I had no no prior knowledge of EDM, and then I then he put it on my head, and then and then it just it was at the build up na, and it was so loud. My the headphones were moving like that, and it's like I had an epiphany. It's like my 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 eureka moment. I was like, shit, this this is awesome. This is cool. Then after that, it just snowballed. Gio introduced us to... I think there's a time because our tractor was free. Tractor DJ on the iPad was free. So everybody downloaded it at the same time. So everybody was trying to dabble with it. And it's only when me and Gio, we went to China, where a lot of people were trying to figure it out. And then yeah, that's, why, that's when I was trying to fiddle with it also. Then when I got home, that's when I got serious, more serious about it. So yeah. It was like a result of like other people, DBH, why, how I got into it. Mm-hmm. It's pretty nice that like, you know, since you're part of the same friend group, you guys kind of all convince each other to get into it also. So this is more of like a shared thing between people in your mercado. So it just really must be fun, oh, yeah, you know, sure. when you guys have like new music cracks. It's just like, yo, have you heard this new song, this new band? And you can share it with each other. You don't even need to like use Discover Weekly anymore. You can just... Ask each other. Discovery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. Yeah, actually, that's what, uh, we st- to this day, actually, we still do that. Um, we still send each other songs that we find so good. Yeah, yeah. That not necessarily something we'd play in clubs or gigs, you know, but then it's just really good. Something you vibe with. Yeah, day. even though I don't, yeah. I, don't, I don't DJ at, at all. Like, it's been so long. Like, I don't do it often. 
But then when people, when we imagine it played in a in a club or like in a party, yeah. and then that's, that's when cool. it's super cool. No, but um, what I also find very interesting about um, the three of us, naman, is that we each have our own taste. Like we, and so when we send each other songs, it's really coming from our respective um, the artists we like. And so whenever I send them a song, it's usually um from the genre I like or I listen to a lot. Then when Gio sends it, it's really from his artists. He um then Pao also. So um sorry, I'm kind of I kind of forgot because I know before we all had. We all assigned each other to different genres. What was your favorite genre, uh, Gio, Pao? Like, what was like your favorite uh, genre? Like, Damn. your go-to genre. Mine was trap. Like, do you, have you guys heard of trap? Trap music. Trap music. Like RL Grime. That was like my favorite. Until today, I still listen to some trap songs right now. That's like my favorite, like EDM genre that I'd still send to them, and so. How would you, Gio Pao? What what were yours? God, I don't know. It's a Gio, you go first. I was so de- I was well, all over the place. <laughs> well, okay. For for me, at one point, it was Melbourne Bounce because it was oh just, yeah, it was Hell just yeah. very unique and specific to what it sounds like. I can't exactly describe. It really is. Yeah, it's it's like it's, boing boing boing. It's like that. <laughs> it's just very. I guess it's like playful, bouncy. It's, it's bubbly, yeah. bouncy. Yeah, bouncy. That's I think that's their best. Boing boing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how else to describe that. Though. But okay, like that was yeah. At one point, that was it. But then, over the years, uh, yeah, you know, as music evolved and like the va- the availability of music, <laughs> um, changed. I started to hear more and more house music, just pure house music, and for me that. I think right now, it's I guess that would be my go-to, and like Zach, I would also find different artists who specialize I guess in that aspect of EDM, and it's yeah sometimes it can be very generic some of the songs it could sound the same similar, but then when you find you just find like really good house music that is just so unique to itself and to the artist it's it's always it feels so good. Like ecstasy, you know. Like you find such good music, and it's like, for example, it only has a couple of hundred likes, and so so few people in the world know about it. It's wild, you know. And then, when, yeah, like what Paulo said a while ago, it's like whenever we hear these music, like these these songs, it's always we always tend to just imagine us playing in any situation, like most yeah bar or um at the club in a gig, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah in a gig. Actually, yeah. I would say that's the big that's the gauge for me yeah, to know if a song's good. Like I listen to it and then I imagine myself in a in like a gig. Mm-hmm. Would would people really like it? Or like what would the reaction be? So yeah. I, I that's why me, I don't know if I had like any I also like Melbourne Bounce also. I also liked like Garage House, like Disclosure, Gunner, like Underground. But I was kinda I didn't really have one that I really, really like I like bass house also. That one was I had the face for that also. But yeah, just kind of all over the place. But then mm. you know that like, when a house song's good when you listen to it and you're like, oh and you can imagine it. Damn, you can imagine you can yourself imagine playing it, it. Like a, Yeah. Yeah. Cause I think we've been to enough, like we've played in enough gigs where we know when a song 
will like it's gonna slap like when we'll you play for, it will be yeah. fit for a crowd yeah yeah, yeah. so like there's a you know there's a feeling of ecstasy when you play a song that you know is good it's really dope man like i've yeah. never thought of it that way in a parang you have to like kind of envision the song playing in a like a mass gathering where people would actually really like vibe to it right? to know exactly. that it's a really good song yeah so ayun, we're on the topic of djing right? so right now kasi, i don't know if you hear it in my um in my background pero my neighbor is actually singing karaoke right now and my dogs are barking so it's kind of like a combination <laughs> so i'm like oh dj <laughs> so yeah but you know um i guess now that we've kind of um know what more or less how you guys started getting into music right? so what made you guys like start actually mixing music um, together let me start yeah so like what i said earlier um one big aspect was the fact that my tito is a dj so i'd hear his mixes he'd send this he sent it to me but then back then he would only mix music that were um r&b hip-hop rap or just mainstream mainstream music sometimes and it's basically not within the genres that i was expecting like you know house music but even then it was still pretty cool to hear these things like the transitions the the way he just um blends a song or two together um and to make something that i've never heard before and so i got curious because yeah again this is the same time also as when i was getting so interested in music in general and finding out more music and the electro dance music scene so one day i just like searched up uh how to dj <laughs> you know as a, as the curious kid that i was and i ran into this software called virtual dj i don't know if you guys have heard of that but it's basically a free software um for 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 mixing music for dj and it was, it's so bad honestly that software was so bad it was super laggy it was so it had so many glitches i i okay i did not uh right equipment i just had my laptop and it was so hard like at first because so i put in like just random songs and i didn't know what was going on so i just played them and i didn't i, I wasn't so sure like oh what does this do what does that do right the buttons or the things that were showing up on my screen and so there i i basically taught myself how to do it how to work around the software and to familiarize yourself with the the equipment of DJing and that's where I started um which is basically just my laptop and a screen and my keyboard nothing else and the songs that I had that's that's basically what I worked with for then the then for the, the the next year and eventually I was introduced to more equipment by a friend of mine in school someone who I used to DJ with and um i i i had i had a f- couple of moments when i tried it out and i was so intimidated because seeing it in front of your of your face like the whole setup a, a dj controller and a dj mixer it's so overwhelming because there's so many things going on there's there there's the drug wheel the 
the faders and everything, the FX buttons, like, what do you do, right? <laughs> so, um, again, I thought I taught myself for a bit, and then I just played around because I just enjoyed it gen- genuinely. And then, um, I again, I didn't have a lot of time with the equipment itself, so I was again stuck with just my laptop and the software that I was using, the virtual DJ, because I didn't know what else to use. And then eventually, um, I started making my own mix. So I made a really, I made my first mix with that software so bad. It was so, so bad. I, I, I actually, a couple of months ago, I, I actually stumbled upon this mix and I listened to it. I was like, wow, what, what is this? And like, you know, thankfully I didn't upload it before back then because back then I thought it was so good. Legit. I really thought it was so good. Like, wow, I'm doing this. And um, I can't wait to show this to people, right? And back then it was uh, the more Uso site was SoundCloud. And also this DJ, I guess DJ website called Mixcloud. So I uploaded it. I think I uploaded it in SoundCloud um, when I eventually had the courage to do so. And then I took it down after because I was like, no, this sucks. This really sucks so much. So I just kept it to myself. And I was... I don't think anybody else heard it besides me. So thank God, because it's really terrible. And then, so yeah, uh, after that, uh, when I realized that, oh, I made a mix, right? Why not try to make more with other songs to mind? But I didn't include in, the, in that mix. So as I did, I just played around again, taught myself. And then eventually we got introduced to what Paolo mentioned earlier the free application called Tractor DJ on the iPad, which was a hundred times better than the software that I was using on my Mac. And it was a lot easier as well to learn because the uh, iPad and everything was so easy to play around with. You know, like, you know, these certain effects, what they do. And I think basically it's just one of the best softwares I've worked with, especially for someone who was a beginner and who has never um, played gigs before. I think that's that's the point where I actually can say that I improved and I started being more open to the idea that, oh yes, I'm DJing. So I wanted to share this with more people. And I first shared it with, yeah, my friends. That's when I started becoming more, more and more comfortable with what I do because I was so insecure about this because I suck. And there, And yeah, like what, what they mentioned also earlier, we also had like batchmates who were really into it early and who were really good now by the time we were learning, who were really, really good. And we respected them so much. So we got, we, at one point, we were just very scared to like expose ourselves now. We're trying the same things that they're so good at. But there, and I, I eventually got comfortable again. And I talked, I'm not sure if I, who I talked to first, but it was either Paul or Zach. And that's when I showed them, uh, yeah, this is what you can do in Traffic DJ and everything. We learned together. And then um, we still haven't, we never had DJ sessions together or like gigs um, back then at that time. We did? We had one? Oh, no, not at that time. I think yeah, yeah. we only had one, like three of us together. Yeah, later yeah. on, Payan, yeah. Yeah, so 
well for me my first ever gig like as a, just me lang was at this party in this polo club right Zach yeah so polo yes club. yes 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 we had the, I got a birthday a, yeah yeah so we had this birthday gathering from a mutual friend of ours and because I also shared my love for DJing and music they were the girl uh, our friend who had that birthday invited me to DJ I was like oh oh my gosh I am so scared what should I say because I don't have anything I still had I just had my iPad that I had to work with that's the only thing and I made mixes with that and that's it nothing else I had no controller nothing physical besides that iPad and it'll be so embarrassing. The idea that you're gonna just go up and go 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 and show up to the party. It wasn't embarrassing, Kayat. I mean, in Come fact, it, it's it's so, I it, it looks more impressive sick. that oh, you're dude. doing it with only Stop an lying. iPad. You guys were laughing. You guys were laughing at me. I remember this. We were laughing guys, after, but not you guys during. Found this so funny. There were pictures, and you guys found those pictures so weird. Okay, it was just my iPad. Okay, so moving on. Um, eventually, I agreed. Eventually, I agreed because ah, screw it. And okay, just to just to confess there, and because it could, because it's a funny, it's a funny moment. I wanted to do it mainly because I wanted to impress someone. <laughs> That's basically it. I really wanted to do it because I wanted to impress someone, and that person was in the party. <laughs> I'm not gonna disclose any names, but yes. And so, um. Yeah, so I had my first gig. Um, I can't exactly remember the whole thing. But it was fun. It was fun. I genuinely enjoyed the, 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 the event and how I DJed, I guess. I'm not sure if I did, if I did, if I did good or if I, if I did bad. But that's the, that's the, that's the best thing. It, just, it, just, it was just fun, basically. And Mind you, I did not get paid for this. I did not ask to get paid. I really wanted to do this because I wanted to impress someone. And of course, yes, I wanted to share what I learned and you know, obviously DJ. So I guess even though it's a funny moment to look back to and the reason why I did it, it's it's gotten me to places, you know, because of that moment. And uh yeah, so after that, I don't remember now my next gig. Uh, Zach and Paolo, when did you guys start? Or when did you guys have your first ever gig? Honestly, Gio, I think we're more embarrassing than you. You had an iPad in a party with your friends, right? I mean, Zach, our party was with mm-hmm. Assumption Batch. Batch 2000... Um... But so we were to, uh, born we two thousand one. Yeah, we were second year high school. They were, you know, grade grade like in grade school, pa. So it was yeah. like their bad party. My cousin's graduation party, basically. Yeah. that was her and first cake. And we used an iPad, so it it was. But honestly, it was still pretty fun, huh? Like there were no drinks at all, and it was all <laughs> they were all girls, and they were like all like younger. But it was still pretty it was honestly fun. A bit a bit embarrassing, Shampre. But then that was our first gig, eh? And I honestly still had a good time. Because I got to play Tsunami, eh? My favorite song <laughs> at the time. 
I got the place in Ami. brought it. And all the little girls were bouncing to it. So, yeah. Gago. <laughs> so, yeah. That's our first game. But then how I got into it, it's not really that. Mine, mine was more. And I just, I, do- I downloaded Traffic DJ. Figured it out when I was in China. Then when I got back, that's when I asked like for Christmas to get the equipment for it. So then I got, like I figured it out on my own also, like on the laptop. And, I, and then we just like compared notes and all. Then that's when it like, started. How about you, Zach? No, yeah. I mean, I guess going back to what was mentioned earlier, and no, parang, you know, we talked about how we have that exciting feeling of ecstasy when we find a nice song and that we can, we can envision ourselves playing in a gig or something like that. It's like I have that same feeling when I make a nice transition from one song to another, when I make a nice mix. And so like Gio, I would also post my mixes on SoundCloud. And I think that was what got me into like starting like mixing in general, mixing music in general. Like that was why that was my way of also performing music to other people. Cause like I said earlier, I didn't play the guitar i didn't grow up playing the piano i couldn't i wasn't part of a band and so parang it was that djing was that way for me mixing music was that way for me to perform um something i quote unquote created and something that i enjoyed showing and performing to other people so yeah and it's something like i'm obviously now during the during the pandemic you can hardly get gigs right now. I I know naman. Um, I know BGC's open. They just started opening, but like, oh, I wouldn't want to spin there right now. But, but yeah. Um, that's what got me into mixing music. Um, Ramon, I believe you were the one that asked that. So yeah. Yeah, okay, man. Hey, sorry. Go ahead, and so. All right. Uh, when you. Did your first gig with the, the children? I don't think. It... <laughs> no, that's 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 valid. I had a feeling. I had a feeling you were gonna ask that. <laughs> it, they were graduates. Yeah, they were graduating. <laughs> grade so. Yeah. Grade grade six, about grade six. Incoming oh, high school. Me. Uh, incoming first incoming year. Incoming high first school, year. Grade seven, so, probably. Correction. Grade seven. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Oh wait, yeah, sorry. Oh, other, other yeah. Shout out to seven. shout out to my cousin Karin Romualdez. She's the she was my cousin. Uh, who got us that gig? So. Our first gig. Yeah, Let's yeah. go. Okay, go <laughs> lang. Anyway, I'll say lang. Uh, uh, it's not that embarrassing because it might have been embarrassing for you, but for the little children, probably still had wisdom teeth or something. They thought it was the. <laughs> siguro they thought it was the best thing ever because you said they're bouncing. Yeah, they, did. they enjoyed. Yeah, for sure. At that age, now. any kind of party, na so yeah, like it's the best. Yeah, thing dude. Yeah, yeah. Like feeding, Probably also, yeah, their first feeding adults. Open, yeah. yeah people they right. at the time of their lives, they made yabang to their people. They made yabang to their their friends. Like, oh, batch party ko may DJ kayo wala. Yeah. No, but looking back, it was really fun, nah. It was really I, fun. When I, I Paul and I, we were spinning it in the moment. Like we had so so many like shared experiences that. Oh yeah. Like we really um parang still hold close with us until today like that we still carry on in our in the future gigs we had because that, I mean that was our first your first will always be first of anything will really be 
memorable. Memorable. Will yeah. be a milestone. So, yeah, yeah. All right. So yeah, and even if it's like little kids or you know people <laughs> our age. Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> better than it's better than school. children. But and so we yeah. call them children. <laughs> little kids. But even if it's yeah, <laughs> even if it's like children, or people our age, you know, just the feeling of like your creation, you mixes in your being appreciated by you know the people there in a in a certain event uh whatever event that may be that in itself is already like you know so solid exactly and again i guess before we um sorry i guess before we move on going back going back to how we actually got that gig pow and i um they were planning to reserve another dj and that Mm. other dj was i think going to uh charge them uh, for a higher rate, oh. for a really high rate, and since Karen Naman was my cousin, I told her, "Let me propose to you something. I mean, you can say no if you want, um, but how about instead of getting this guy, you can get uh PVC. That's what Pao and I called ourselves back then. Eh? PV- get it? Because it's like Plants vs Zombies and yeah. Paolo and Zach. <laughs> yeah, that was our duo name before. And so instead of getting that guy, why don't you get us PVC and I guess in her head, she's like, who the hell is PV, PV, PVZ? It's Paolo and Zach. I had to explain it to her also. And so, parang, I guess, I'm not sure if they were hesitant at first because Paolo and I didn't really have experience. Yeah, we had no prior. Yeah, no prior time, experience. So. That was our first ever gig. And yet, um, I guess, I really thank, thank, thank you, Karin, for accepting my offer kickstarting and, uh, our my career proposal for kickstarting our career <laughs> so <laughs> parang and i'd like to think they had fun they, like what ramon said it was really um it was really nice to see them appreciate the mix we made for them the songs we prepared for them and so so yeah we're forever grateful for that kid uh party with little kids <laughs> so, yeah imagine if you went as like PVZ characters, about like one of you is a zombie. A plant. I know, Paul would be a plant. I'll be a plant. <laughs> a zombie. Don't forget Crazy Dave. The pea shooter. Yeah. The walnut. <laughs> I always thought it was a potato, dude. I didn't yeah, know. Oh, oh. I started with a fried potato. I always thought yeah. it was a potato. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's really nice and how like you know, when you guys started, it really shows that you were like nervous and you didn't really have any experience. Because I'm sure for the people who are listening to this who have wanted to try, you know, mixing music and being DJs, they're also really nervous right now. And but their mentality is like, oh, like maybe when I start out, I have to be kind of good because if my first gig, it's already in front of people, but they have like expectations for me or something like that. So it's really nice to, you know, hear that you guys had that experience when you first started out. Because I mean, look at where you guys are now and that wouldn't have happened, and I like what you guys said. If you didn't take that step and you know take the risk of doing your first gig, even if it wasn't technically like what you envisioned when you you know planned out doing stuff like this, so it's really great that you can see the the growth and the potential and you know your talent. So yeah, actually, I kind of want to add to something like that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It 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 was so nerve wracking. I mean first gig right so many people who you want to impress i mean for me it was that one person and everybody else so extra pressure right and 
yeah, I admit, I think I messed up some parts because I was just shaking so many times. And, you know, naman, iPad's so sensitive, diba? Yeah. <laughs> I was shaking. And then, yeah, uh, well, that's, yeah, like what, like what you said, it's really taking the risk. And, well, not, a, not every gig is going to be perfect, I got to say. Um, I'd like to... I'd like to mention this one time when um, we had this party and this gig in, where was it? I forgot where, but it was somewhere in the South. Basically, it was an open party. And, you know, back when open parties were so, so back, back then, right? Like, and I got, I got um, the, the gig with a friend of mine. So what happened was, uh, <laughs> Zach, well, you know this, uh, so what happened was we were playing, right? And it was so hype. Everybody was like in the dance floor, you know, raving, dancing. It was so puno. The whole room was like filled to the brim. And one moment, um, it you really couldn't write it. It was it was building up now. Okay, the song was building up now to the drop. Right when the when the drop came, bang, someone plugged out this week and it was so quiet it was so quiet oh my it makes me itch it makes me itch thinking about what happened because i still remember how it looked you know like pov yes. pov your wire just gets cut off i still remember that and you know what happened was like yeah it was so quiet right and i was like oh this is the first time this is the first time that my gig something something super severe happened and I was freaking Wait, out. Then the Vajia, someone shouted. The yeah, yeah, yeah. Was so someone, someone shouted, where the fuck is the music? Yeah. Like Yo, <laughs> yeah. I wanted to hide. I wanted to freaking hide. No, but then I had nowhere to go. Because, you know, we were up on the pedestal. That's our stage. We were so high, everyone could see who the DJ was. And, you know, my partner, he left me in the stage because he was so embarrassed. Mm. I had to fix that alone. And... <laughs> It's those moments, okay. To be honest, yeah, like back then it was so it was so damn embarrassing. Um <laughs> especially now we got it up and running again and the gig continued. But you know, <laughs> the crowd reduced significantly because it was so bad now, and everybody just lost it. But then yeah, it's just like looking back, it's those it's those moments that gets you better. Eh? Like the moments that you don't exactly expect to happen, even if, especially if it's a negative moment, because um, you learn from that. Eh? And yeah, that for me is like a significant moment in my, I guess, career as a DJ that made me extra careful with and be extra professional, I guess, in what I do, despite it being just like a house party and, you know, someone accident. You know. Yeah, and so about like moving forward, you become more cautious as to what to look out for. Yeah. Like, oh, now that was the plug that um our friend pulled out. And so <laughs> let's just keep an eye on that plug in case anyone pulls it out in future gigs. So, yeah, yeah, so next gigs, I was really guarding that shit. That <laughs> fucking plug. I was really guarding it. I guess I know. Yeah. I guess the beat didn't drop, no, it just dipped. Yeah, like it just, just it, it really just dipped. It just, it just <laughs> Yeah, pure silence. We're box of music. Yeah. Oh my gosh, dude. That guy, it was so scary, but he was like this really big tall guy. He was tall. Was like, he was really tall. I was I was just so scared. You look like Schwarzenegger.
Yeah. Damn. I'm sure you guys have had like your fair share of you know really crazy gigs. I mean, I've been to a fair like number of them. Like I've seen you guys at all in Akron Naman, so I know that like the quality of what you guys put out is really, really good. There's some songs na that like um you, I I stole God. from one like some of your mixes because there were songs that I had either forgotten about or hadn't heard before and then after I automatically saved all of them because I was like I need to have this in my playlist um so you know to think that you're doing that also for uh, be a bonus to you know being able to perform and really own the stage but um what's the best gig that you guys have ever like had like the best like the one where you were like I want to be doing this for the rest of my life I don't want to get off the stage like I don't want my set to end like this is where I want to be right here right now I think I have mine. <laughs> I think yeah. mine's the same. Mine, I'll be both exact. unmuted at the same time because yeah. I know you, you guys. You guys already know. <laughs> you both already have yours. So I'm still picking for mine. We unmuted at the same time. Yeah. Mine and Zach is the same because the one that we spoke okay. about. It's just a rage. Rage. I forgot. Okay, when, okay. When, when was that? 20. That, okay. That was in 2014. Um, but, um, Ton, what made it the best talaga was. A year before that, like probably exactly a year before that gig, had um when I had our very first gig in Forbes, in the the club house in Forbes, diba? Was that that uh, North Forbes? Yeah, we had the we Tama. had our yeah, first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and I had our first first gig in North Forbes, and we were so excited, but um. Actually, no, no, not our very first, very first gig na open party. Because obviously, yeah, yeah, we had yeah. the one with Little we Kids the first before that. Kids, yeah. yeah, yeah, This is our very first legitimate gig, which um our friends booked us for. And yet, when we performed there, it wasn't, like, there were a lot of issues with regards to um the time because they wanted to prioritize the more experienced DJ. And so, they kind of cut us short. And at the end of the night, we didn't really have a good time. So, yeah. parang that place that place haunted us for a while. North Forbes Clubhouse, like, yeah. we're not, we're probably not gonna spin there ever again because <laughs> they probably hated their set. We, we yeah. hate Pau and I were so, we were so upset at the end of the night. Yeah. But um, uh, go lang Pau, take it from okay. here. Oh yeah, but basically yeah, we we were booked. Or basically, we were booked at a time where nobody's gonna be there. And we were only told like a, like a few days before now, oh, you're earlier. Then when we got there, we were, got, we were cut off because it got to a point where people were, came early. So then we were cut off because they wanted to prioritize the, the prime time person. So we were like, what the hell? Okay. And disappointed. We were cut short. We were pretty excited, but then voila, can't do anything. So you know, we were kind of scarred. Not only scarred, but then it's like a bad experience. Then a year later, we, there was this party called Rage. I remember the party before that was Lights Out. Was it Lights Out? It was Lights Out. Then the day after was Rage. And then we we wanted to spin for Rage, but then somebody was already at the prime time slot, 10 to 12. Then I think they recommended us because they, they couldn't do it anymore. So they re- recommended us to be booked for that time. Na. So Shamber me and Zach were so freaking excited because it's Forbes. And then it was our first not prime time slot. I don't think we had a it was, we had one with lights out, but then this one was like, I just meant more because it wasn't Forbes and it, we had that 
We had the whole history with that. It was one. our moment of redemption, basically. Moment of, since moment we of were redemption. given that prime time slot in yeah. the place where we kind of messed up last messed up. the previous yeah. year. So it so, was yeah. it was it was pretty big. I remember us preparing for it, Pami and Zach. Even though we just did lights out, and we kind of we made a whole new set just for that. We had we kept some few transitions, but then we made a whole new set because it was like a redemption arc. No, and but remember, when yeah, when Pao and I we were preparing when as we were preparing we. We knew this was going to be our best set. It was like, oh, they're yeah, gonna go wild so... here. They're gonna go wild here. Yeah, they're gonna it's go like, wild. It's like this it's very like moment when we were talking about the ecstasy thing, like when we envisioned like the party or like when we hear songs. It was it was so that we were so excited, but then also at the same time we we're so nervous when we were going there because like we it was so scary now because we didn't want to fuck up also. So we also have this thing where we practice our 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 whole set, but verbally. Like we'll we'll do the whole set, but then like we'll sing it out, like acapella version. Yeah, yeah we did it. We practiced it to, to make sure we knew it. Yeah, I, I remember. I remember our intro. I, I remember our first three songs. It, our it, intro was Avicii. I remember. Yeah, yeah. Our but but then yeah, dude, it 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 exceeded all of our expectations because when we got there, we were setting up na, and then the first few songs were playing. Like I remember pressing play, and then it was I could be the one. Avicii uh, intro edit. But that was super epic. Then that's when mm-hmm. the lights went out. I know the lights didn't go out yet. Like it was okay for a while. The first three songs, the lights were on. Then there was the first song where there was the first drop. Like the first major drop. The lights went out and then everybody just started like jumping, bouncing and then you could hear, you could feel the whole room yeah, shaking. Yeah, that, that's what made it so good also because the, the, the people in charge of the lights were so galeng like the timing on when they turn off the lights they'd made it like flicker and everything and so that's why people were going crazy also yeah. like um company that with um our set that it was just perfect that that and so i really that was like a really redeeming night for yeah. us that's what made it so good because we felt like oh what was that gig we had a year ago? This, uh, BSB. This, yeah, BSB. Like, what was? <laughs> that was BSB. Just forget about yeah, that. Yeah, just like, forget about. That was like a really sad experience. If people, if people are gonna remember this night. And so after that gig, we were getting feedback also. What What made it so worth it was that people were approaching us after and saying, "Oh, I really liked your set. I really liked your set. Uh, yeah. That was a really great set." Like people we didn't know. And I think that's where like when we realized, ah. Oh, so this is what it feels like. All our hard work really paid off. So, yeah. yeah. It was a really that was it was a pretty pretty fun set, I have to admit. Yeah. Yeah. And like the all like I think it was like everyone was dancing throughout the entire set. Like it, it was really, really fun. Mm. Yeah. Vibes, vibes. That was that was that's mine. And I, yeah, Zach's also. Um okay, yeah. Actually, you know, funny story, because like I was supposed to also play for that party, but <laughs> at the same time, super bad timing. I had to go out of town, mm-hmm. and yeah, yeah, I wasn't yeah. able to hear. Sadly, I would have loved to experience their best game. Super sad, sad. I really missed out. Um, but yeah, so me. That's a hard question to look at because, uh, well, okay, there's this one gig. Yeah, they already mentioned the title of the, the, the party, just lights out. 
Um, it was held in Corinthian Gardens, the clubhouse there. Uh, I don't know if any of you have been to that clubhouse, but it's super big, right? And basically, I think that was one of the biggest. That was the biggest. That was one of the biggest number of uh, people in a dance floor that I've ever seen in my gigs. There's a lot of people there. There were so many people. Wow, and it was also full, like, um, like in some other gigs, like it's so full, and we somehow got the the prime time also the prime time set which is like 12 million, 12 to 1 something like that no 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 prime times we were high school lang Gio 10 to 11 lang that was <laughs> prime time I think no, yeah. what, what time you guys prime you guys were 11 to 12 ata. we were earlier I think we were before you yeah prime times 10 to 11 Gio okay in basta, high school that's why you, you guys had an hour where everybody was there Mm. I remember. Yeah, it was really, it was so meant to freaking happen. The, the whole, uh, yeah, it just couldn't have been any better than what it did. So basically, um, <laughs> it's so funny because a lot, a lot of the, a, a, a huge portion of that gig, I did not prepare for. I had no idea what was going to go on. I just improvised everything. And I relied on the things that I memorized by heart. And luckily, back then, not anymore, but back then, I memorized so many songs. Right? If you think about EDM, how, how could someone memorize a bunch of electronic sounds here and there? Right? So weird. So, like, but then, yeah, it was my passion. To like, uh, like, literally every day, I was listening to EDM day and night. And I memorized a bunch of music. So, it was so funny also because... Right before I entered to the to the gig, I had this I had an operation on my neck, and I was like 50-50 to go. I was like, you know what? I'll go now. I don't care. It's gonna be so fun, and that's what I did. That's why that's why I, that's why it was so I was unprepared because it was I was 50-50. So anyway, that added to the factor that made it so fun, and it's just it's just so unpredictable. And then I didn't get paid, pa, but the DJ that I was with he got paid. Because they know him. What? I had to pay for my own entrance in this party. Yeah? I had to pay, what, 300 bayon? And I'm the DJ. How stupid is that? But anyway, I don't. I didn't care now because it was so fun. Right? <laughs> At the end of the night, it was so fun. And I still have videos, actually. I still have videos from that night. But I sadly, I didn't capture the best part of the night when... I played this song by Calvin Harris. Uh, Summer. I think it was Summer by Calvin Harris. And I was just like, you know what? I think they'll like this. Parang they like they know naman Calvin Harris. But I played it, everyone in the room. They all sang the song. And you can feel the freaking vibrations. It's just the overall good feeling. And then when the drop came, Paolo, they had confetti to pop. Oh, wow. That was so amazing. They popped the confetti and it was so sacto. Everyone was just, uh, I don't know. I don't know how to describe. The word is not invented yet, but it exceeds ecstasy, basically. It's, it's almost orgasmic, to say the least. Goodness me. Yeah. I would, I I would go back. Cold anymore. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, w- I would go back. Yeah, dude. Yeah. I mean, that's confetti lang, no? So weird, but it adds it adds this flair. Eh? 
But mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, wow. We were kids, guys. That was so wild for some reason. And I had like this uh this weird on the super side note, but then I had this I had like this weird face tattoo that hurt the whole night. I don't know why. Somebody somebody in the crowd just put it on my face. But you I had guess, a neck thing and a face thing. Yeah. You're like <laughs> <laughs> No, I had like a I had like a bandage on, around my neck. It was so you have to funny. check for the cords here to say. No, because yeah. that's how DJs mix the lega. They they act like they're. <laughs> if you notice some DJs, they really position themselves like that. So it looked natural, naman Gio. Don't worry. Yeah. Sorry. Wow. Super yeah. super lit night. That was that was really insane. Corinthian Gardens, diba? the clubhouse. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's where we usually have my family reunions on my dad's side and. Yeah, it is pretty big. So really I'm kind of envisioning okay. like a lot of people inside the venue. Yeah, must have been hell of a night, man. So. It was. <laughs> wow. I really would re- relive. Of all my gigs, it would be that. That mm-hmm. gig that I would want to relive. Insane. Really insane. I was so speechless at the end of worth the Worth the oh, 300 pesos you spent. Yeah, dude. Uh, worth the 300. <laughs> worth the 300. I, I like paying for experience. I don't get. You're the DJ and you still have to pay for your own entrance. Oh. Cause, I heard. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh. I paid because I remember, if I remember correctly, the one who was hosting the party didn't know who I was. But she knew who my friend was. And she was like, oh, okay, we'll pay you to be here, but your friend has to pay to enter. Oh, I mean... Whatever, I guess. <laughs> what? Whatever. I mean, it's in the past. Yeah, but, but after that gig, they all knew who you were, Gio. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, one hell of a night. One hell of a night, to say the least. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess speaking of um, gigs, we just want to know. I'm actually very curious also. Like, how do you guys um, kind of like choose your songs? To, to put into your sets like I've always wondered like is it up to you guys or do you follow um, requests or do you follow like whatever the theme of the event is right? sometimes you have to maybe tailor it to what the what the vibe of the event's gonna be right? because you can't put out songs that don't match like what the, what the event's all about right? so yeah so how do you guys kind of like choose like which to put to your sets like your songs? Anyway, um, uh, uh, Zach, well, we ahead. all, even though we sometimes have individual gigs, mm-hmm. we sort of follow almost the same system. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like what you said, sometimes the people who are um, <laughs> hiring us, I guess, yeah. to DJ, sometimes they have requests. Sometimes they give us a bit of a background to the, to the event, what it is, what it's for, who they're um, catering to. And yeah, from there we work our way up. So, but then usually it's like a lot of the times, actually, correct me if I'm wrong though, Zach and Paul, but a lot of the times we really um, have songs in mind. Like we're, we're the ones who are in charge of, of this set of songs that we're going to be playing and having a final list of songs. 
usually <laughs> a lot of time is okay there's like there are different stages so basically the first one is like trying to because we we all get our songs usually in soundcloud and what we do is we spend like a couple of hours to look for oh good songs to um add to the the gig and after that we download it and then the next one the next stage i guess into the process is trying to accumulate all these songs and making a playlist usually we use itunes we, we accumulate a, a, these songs into a playlist in itunes and then we just see if it works so that which was just the third stage which is basically using the songs in the softwares that we use and usually nowadays what we use is not anymore tractor we used to use tractor all the time but now we use this trap this this software called recordbox which is the more i guess universally used by even professional djs it's by thomas is it by pioneer i think i think it's by pioneer and so usually it's like the pioneer um, mixers or controllers you usually see in clubs. They already come, come equipped with that software. So there, we use that software to analyze all the songs, find out all their beats per minute, and their, um, I guess, yeah, if, it, if it's compatible with other songs that we're trying to include. And from there, we just, we play around for a bit, no? Yeah. Yeah, we play around. Then, yung nga, Ramon, like, it also really depends on what kind of event and the venue. And so, let's say, for the booze or birthdays, typically, it's like top 100, hip-hop, throwback music, like, let's say, Ever After, early 2000s, something like that. Um, If you're spinning, um, and let's say, Poblacion, for example. Poblacion, I know they have their own... um, uh genre in which um is very popular so there's when you're spinning in published one they typically request for like disco or house and so um when you're also unsure of um what um music you have to play for a certain event um what i do is i also ask the host or i ask the organizer like oh can you give me like let's say um three to five songs in which you might want to hear and so once I get the list, I can base it off of that list. Like, okay, so this is it. Um, these are the types of songs that they want to hear. And so, come an actual event, come the actual event, I'll we'll play um, the songs in which they provided. But if we want to experiment, we'll try to gauge their. We gauge up based on their reactions, obviously. And so that's very important. And so, um, if we play a song that and they react negatively, we we go back to like let's say what they what they prefer and if they react positively then that's when we start um changing the flow of songs we have and transitioning into let's say an entirely new genre and i th- there was just one party i remember um pow and i we spun in i forgot who organized it na, who organized it na pow pero the dj before us played rock music and parang the crowd was going wild with rock music. Pao and I prepared hip hop and like, um, what did we prepare? We, pre- we prepared hip hop. And so last minute we were trying to look at all the rock 
songs we had and we figured okay since they're so high on rock right now since the previous dj did end on rock let's start with rock pao and i decided to start with rock and we slowly transitioned in the middle to um hip-hop to the genre which we originally originally planned and so yeah it's really knowing your crowd it's really knowing the type of event and uh the venue you're in also so yeah those are factors uh we consider when uh preparing a set list or finding the different songs like what Gia mentioned for um for the event so yeah same sorry I just, I'm the same answer, TV. Okay, I think that's a really good question. Because in, in my honest opinion, I don't think DJing mechanically is hard. I don't think it's difficult at all. Like, mm. you can learn it if you wanted to. Like, people say, oh, I want to learn how to DJ. You could if you wanted to. Download the, an app and give yourself a month. You can learn it. It's not hard to do the mechanical stuff, transitioning one song to the other. The hard part's the knowing what songs to play. Because yeah. anyone can make a playlist and figure out transitions. Like, it just takes time. But knowing what songs to play and, like, being on top of that. Like, knowing the scene, like, where you're going to play. I think that's why it shows Zach's experience also. Knowing what to play in a different venue. Like, figuring out what the crowd's going to want. And, fig- and like, seeing their actions. That's one I was never super good at. Like, I was more... Like, I knew how to, like, do the mechanical stuff. But then, when... Any time where I wouldn't look at music for like a week, there would be a new set of songs that are like most popular that people get into kaagad. So that's always the hardest part because the the popularity of songs are always changing. Eh? So that, that's that's the that's the most. It sounds the easiest, like just to know what songs to play, but it's also the most difficult to time it and put it into your set if you yeah. had a pre-made one, or I guess a really good DJ. Would, would be somebody that can really do everything on the fly. Like, they just have an arsenal of, like, a billion songs and they know how to transition from each each song to another song and they can just do whatever they want, just, like, acting based on the reactions of the crowd. That's, I would say, a, like, a God-tier, S-tier DJ. Because I think people think na DJing's like, parent Tomorrowland or a concert where they'll just play their they'll just play their own stuff eh, and they'll have a set. Nah. That's why people talk about set list. But then a, 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 like a good DJ, will that set list will change like dynamically over the course of the, over the course of their set. So, yeah, knowing what songs to play is really, really, in my opinion, that's not, that one's a bit harder for me because I wasn't always on top of looking at songs all the time. Eh? So, mm. Yeah, I like that. It's really craft, talaga. No? Like there's a there's a thought process going mm-hmm. into it. You don't just play songs like blast it along whenever you want. For sure. But, mm. Not like that. I mean, to, to, to add to what Paula said, it's like sometimes actually, um, well, we weren't exactly comfortable at all to arrive to parties or events or gigs without having to prepare like a set list that was us before but then we realized after a couple of experiences wherein we were just improvising really and just relying on our knowledge of the songs that we have on on hand we eventually found out that it's a lot more fun 
to do it on the fly. There been instances where parang there's like online parties and then may DJs. Parang wala, no? no like imagine a Zoom. That's wala, so Zoom weird. Meeting, that's ba? so weird. Ah, well, well, that would be hard. No, that would be hard because of technical like lag issues. Yeah. Like a Wi-Fi. Yeah. It would well, be delayed for other people. With like lags right before the drop. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah, that's the thing. Like, like, um, parang I don't think the audio will really connect well. The songs will really connect well. Like, um, mm. it will be different for other people. Like, you'll look at one, one, um, one person's raving and another one's getting ready for the build up. Parang like it's very they're gonna be in two different phases. Pero, um, what I noticed in the pandemic, how people would adapt this, they'd go, they'd perform. Like, let's say a DJ would perform in their own house or basement. And they'd yeah. stream live. They'd like post na lang like a Facebook live for people to join. And there are other um other online events nga where people would buy tickets to a they could also support these DJs. And so I thought it was I thought it was pretty cool. I never performed in any of them though, but they seem pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's impossible, no man. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's just always it's probably gonna be it's probably gonna be different, lang, sempre for some people. But then, voila, that's all you could do at the time, eh? So, yeah. At least, about this, parang, um, in a way, we're really adapting, talaga, to yeah, for sure. You know what the pandemic's throwing at us. I find it weird if it's online. Tapos, I feel like the vibe will be different. Like, but usually it's a lot of people. Mm. Imagine it's. You're like on your laptop lang, tapos you're listening. You're doing like that, tapos the people around are just wondering what you're doing. Diba? Like, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like if you're in... Yeah. No, yeah. I, I was just gonna say, yeah, it's a bit awkward. But then I've been to Zoom, like in... Not Zoom, but online in humans. Where we... Like there was a time where like me and a bunch of other people, we were reminiscing on house music. And like, like peak peak era of house music. Then we played house music. Then it was fun, man. Like, we were all raving. Like, it was, like, in front of camera. So, I don't think it's impossible. It's just different. And people have to be into it, talaga. Like, yeah, a normal party. Like, the mood has yeah. to be right. Like, in a normal party, the mood has to be right also. And you have to play the right song. So, I don't think it's impossible. It's just harder, siyempre. And it's different. A lot harder, yeah. Right. I suppose. I suppose. Okay, I, I go ask na lang the a basic question that's asked usually, not usually always. You guys have any you know uh words of wisdom or advice or tips to any you know <laughs> to any young young <laughs> young youngster who wants to become a DJ or any children to become a DJ? Who knows? Pa kano may inspire kang children <laughs> to host their own parties. <laughs> DJ all the, all, the, all the little kiddies out there, you know? <laughs> uh, I think I would say, even though I don't DJ anymore, I, I had I had such a I could I I think if I had to, like I could DJ again. Like the my most recent one where I was alone was I DJed again for younger kids again. But then it was like with grown-ups also. So I had to like adapt and then I was able to get to get paid. It's always a it's always a fun thing. And, and again, I would say it's really not hard to get into, especially if it, it's piqued your interest. If you think that it's something that 
you're if if it's something that you're interested in, let's say DJ, might as well try it. It's not so hard to get into. Then when you like feel that you you get the passion for it, then just keep getting into it more and more because there's so much to like unpack in the world of DJing, and it's a whole new it's a whole new way of looking into music, like understanding music. I would say so. Words of wisdom is just just try it, seguro. It's not as hard as people make it out to be. Yeah, and it's not also as easy as as people like some people underestimate it also because there's a lot of depth into it but it doesn't take a lot to get to like start learning it also so yeah yeah usually it's just the only thing i guess the, one of the downsides is that if you're so into it and you really want to go next level or, or like, like experiment going next level the equipment can be pricey that's just this is one of the downsides like I think, well, if you're, if you want to get like cheapest or at least the bare minimum na equipment that you need, it will cost you like around 9,000. <laughs> Some people, it's a lot, right? Um, but if you want to get into it and you plan to maybe play in the future when this pandemic is done, then it's, I guess, an investment, so to say. And, you know, if it, if it lasts you really long, then you can even, like, um, use it for so long that you can siguro lend it to some people or, like, to if you have kids, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> Not to sound so suddenly sentimental that you can even pass it down to them if it lasts that long. That's where, yeah, I mean... Especially if you're okay, if you're a professional DJ, if you want to go down that path, talaga, then yeah, it's a definite investment because you get to practice at home, experiment, and when you whenever you feel like it, like me, um, because personally, I sold mine, I sold my equipment because I thought, okay, I'm not exactly gonna go professional with this, and I don't, I don't exactly get, um, I don't accept so many gigs anymore. So I sold mine, and there's some days when, yeah, I get invited to, to have gigs per end, but I don't have anything. So sometimes I use whatever the club or the, the bar has, or sometimes I also borrow my friends, what Zach has. I, I actually have his right now, because I felt like playing again for a bit. And um, so yeah, it's an investment if you really want to get into it. That's the only downside. The equipment so expensive, but you can get free software somewhere online. That's where you can practice, and you know YouTube is free. YouTube is free. If you cannot teach yourself, it's it's gonna be really. Uh, for me, one one sentence I could say would be I guess my word of wisdom. Words of wisdom would be that just have fun. Honestly, the, just have fun throughout the process, whether you mix two songs together and it sounds bad it's still fun <laughs> pretty sure some people will find it funny you'll find it funny and that's where you learn from the, the experiences throughout and, and yeah at the end of the day at the end at the end of the day it really is about the fun that i got and yeah like some like what i said earlier and my best gig ever i didn't get paid <laughs> i paid to get into the event and then i dj but I had, that was my best because I had I had a ton of fun. I mean, you know, hearing people 
hearing everyone in the crowd that whole packed Corinthian Gardens singing Summer by Calvin Harris really, really was the highlight of that. And I wouldn't have went there because I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have experienced that if I didn't pay the 300 for entrance fee. Right? And that, you know, I, if, I, if, I didn't, if I didn't think that it was going to be for the fun of it and for the people who attended that event. So, yeah, I mean, just look at the bigger picture and have fun. Yeah. Um, hmm. So, yeah, I'm going to touch on more in the, let's say, the mixing side of, um, with regards to giving my words of wisdom. I guess when it comes to mixing, when it comes to um, making, whether it's making a mix, making a mashup or whatever, don't, there are really no rules naman when it comes to when it comes to DJing, DJing comes to mixing. Although there are common ways in which other DJs transition their songs from, from one song to another, but um be creative, always be creative. Think outside of the box. You don't have to limit yourself to how other DJs transition. So make your own transitions. I think out of the three of us. I'd say Paolo is the most creative when it comes to making, when it comes to transitioning one songs to another. Like uh, there are times where when we're preparing for, preparing for gigs, I'd, um, I'd show him this transition, and it was a good transition. But then Paolo stepped it up, and really dissected the song inside and out and this is the Iggy Azela uh fancy transition. I was gonna say that, that also. That's but that um if you guys remember that song. But um yeah, yeah Paula really so made good. a Paula made a really really great transition out of um the two songs I showed him. And so yeah I think that's my words of wisdom that I can <laughs> offer. Really think outside of always think outside of the box. Don't limit yourself to what other DJs do, you can come up with your own transitions, come up with your own style of mixing. It's really your own style. I have my own style. G has his own. Pao has his own. Um, and so, yeah, there are no rules, no man. That's happy, what I can know? say. Just yeah. Yeah. Nice. Well, <clears throat> we do actually have one more question before we end this screw-up session. Um, it's not really a DJ, more of a general, something that we always ask our guests now. Because, um, you know, when we started this, started this like not even just a couple of months ago, like a long, almost a year ago at this point, um, we kind of didn't have any clear goal for where this podcast was going to go. We thought we'd just be doing, you know, whatever, week to week, just getting together and talking to a group of friends. Lang. But then when we started getting guests, um, we got really inspired to, you know, want to share their stories with the rest of the world and um that's why we kind of rebranded to becoming a show that's more on you know motivating the passionate to pursue what they love doing while you know reuniting people like this bringing people together um especially during this covid time where this is literally the the one thing that we're being deprived of because of all the safety protocols and it's really what we need right now not just for you know sanity but also just to you know keep friendships alive and to meet new people and stuff like that um but yeah, uh, we, we do hope that we were able to provide you with this you know, platform, this safe space for you guys to realize why you love doing what you do. Um, but from your 
side being our guests here. Um, how do you guys feel having gone on this uh, podcast adventure with us? Personally, yeah, I really, I already said it at the start. I really appreciate the the intention and for inviting us over. Um, it's something that personally, I don't know about Zach and Paolo, but personally, I've never shared this much about this aspect of my life, the whole DJing thing. It's more of just like, oh yeah, this guy's a DJ. Gio is just a DJ. Okay. But there was not a single person who has ever asked me um, as to why and how and all these things. Um, just like, yeah, yeah. I, I, again, I, I really appreciate so much because even, even throughout the whole conversation, I'm learning things about why also and um, I'm also learning things from Zach and Paulo's um, experiences, the things that they mentioned, that some some of the things I forgot, some of the things I never really knew about. And to be honest, yeah, I mean, if um, I can, I can even say one of the things that got me into playing again recently is because of this podcast. When I got invited, I was like, you know what? Yeah, it's time to uh, revisit this this fashion that I used to really love to do 100. percent and yeah, I mean, I, I've, I'm not as good as I used to be anymore because it's been a while and I just haven't been playing at all. But even then, it's still, it's still pretty fun and it's so nice to really look at. Um, and it's, it's also nice to really look back to into this, these experiences that we mentioned. It's, um, it's also some of the things that we will eventually, I guess, reshare in the future. Some things I left out because like, I totally forgot what happened and everything. But it's, yeah, you know, <laughs> I really appreciate so much the everything, even the questions. Yeah, it made me think a lot deeply about as to why I started this and how and if I should even keep doing this. Yeah. Yes, Zach. You know, um, Ton, if I'm going to be honest, when you asked um, us to be part of your podcast, I really thought you're going to ask us to ask us to talk about COD, Call of Duty, because that's I something we've that been. That was what we were considering. <laughs> because we could do a that's <laughs> that's what we've been like doing recently. I mean, as compared to DJing, DJing we haven't done in a while. Um, but um, I guess. It was again one. Thank you for the opportunity to really um for giving us this platform to talk about um something we loved doing so much before and until now and something that the, that actually brought uh Pao, Gio and myself together um in high school. If anything, that was one of the solid foundations. Um, of our friendship, the three of us. Like, literally, we have a group chat called Swedish House Mafia, and it's the three of us. We already assigned um, each of us to an, a member of um, SHM, and so there's that. And, yeah, it was really also nice to uh, reminisce old stories, uh, Power Nice Best Gig, um, Gio's Lights Out, um, and Gio wanting to impress this girl. And so, parang, it was really... Um, a great ex- experience. I was really looking forward to, and I know, man, like, um, 
I'm not or I wouldn't really consider like I'm not the we're not the best DJs out there. There are other more experienced DJs that have been doing it longer than us. But um we I can honestly say the passion the three of us have for music and the passion we had um for DJing was something that um we really enjoy sharing with other people, especially with new people. And thank you for giving us that uh platform. Yeah, and so I genuinely enjoyed this. Yeah. And so like with Gio like, when fun. when you brought the topic up, like, oh you're gonna you guys are gonna talk about DJing. Parang it really made me revisit some of the old songs, some of my old mixes. Um, and so some of the memories I had with uh, the two of them, Pao and Gio, that um, I really was so excited to share with the three of you, uh, Ton, Incel, and Ramon. So thank you. I guess for me, naman, I echo what Gio and Zach said. But yeah, I guess I, I, I really enjoy this also. And I just uh, want to comment you guys, I guess. Uh, the podcast, I had a lot of fun. You guys really gave good questions. I felt really comfortable sharing with you guys. It it, it felt like a quick to one now. And I just want to commend the 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 podcast that you guys are doing. Because I, I think that like um, just starting a podcast, like being able to do this, and then your motivation behind it, bring people together, or like using this as a catalyst to motivate other people like to, to, to do whatever, like whatever topic it's like being talked about on the podcast. It's really, really good. Like despite what, how many people may listen to this or may not listen to this or what other people might say, I really think what, what as long as you guys are doing it because you guys enjoy what you're doing or you believe in whatever this podcast is doing for whoever audience you're doing this for, I, I really commend you guys because it's, 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 it's good to start something and like have your own passion project. That's not something a lot of people can say. Yeah. So, I I'm I was just glad that the three of us and me also were, were able to be a part of it. So thanks so much and really great job. Great job, you guys. Yeah. Legit. I was I was telling Azaka Karina, because I was with him. I was telling him, you know, Sayang, if only the pandemic didn't hit, this would have been a lot better in person. You know? Pero, yeah, that's something we really look forward to Talaga doing this in person. Yeah. yeah, dude, go for it. You guys are, sh- yeah, sh- continue now. I think, I think you guys would do really well in person, especially, you know, because you want, if you want one for gaming, bukas, uh, can we for serve na? <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll, that's what I was preparing there, for. Eh? We'll talk about like, for gaming for part you guys. Part two, part two. <laughs> yeah, for sure. No, but, we're, we're gonna do something like that. That's, well, that's the but, content people love yeah. watching. Eh? Uh, no, but I mean, with fun. this one, though, this is, this one got us excited, though. Like mm-hmm. really excited. Like, um, yeah. we uh, at times we would message each other, or talk to each other in person, be like, "Yo, guys, I'm really excited." And then we started, yeah, like what Zach said. We even look back into <laughs> yeah, we, we previous... share our excitement for this yeah. podcast, and for this podcast. Yeah, we'd, we'd look into like you know our previous mixes, previous songs before from what ignited this passion and what kept this passion alive, which is you know, and we talk about the previous experiences we had. Oh, you remember this and that, you know, and. Yeah, I don't want to say too much, but thank you again, guys. I really, really appreciate this. I'm pretty sure it's following Zach. 
and have expressed how much they also appreciate the invite and for giving us a chance to share this this passion, this side of our lives to whoever is gonna listen to this or watch this. Yeah, man. Yeah, it's That's definitely been awesome. a super like honor on our end, KP. I didn't yeah. even know that you guys were like that like hyped up. It's just like making me so like <laughs> <laughs> this is the impact that <laughs> simply inviting like people you to know, come on actually, having super funny because we were we have also been watching this podcast online on Facebook if you guys know who Cody Go and Noel Miller are we've been watching their podcasts and we were like oh let's practice yeah at times we just joke around practice yeah or like we watch this <laughs> you know prepare for this because yeah we don't want to obviously do some do or say bad things or whatever but yeah you know so, uh, that's okay guys. we're we're not professionals, I honestly. For as long as we've been doing this, my God. If we watch like yeah. actual podcasts that are like Spotify exclusive with all of those, we're always like shit. Our, our quality, our content, like no, no man. enjoy lang. Just, yeah, enjoy lang. Yeah, yeah. 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 Start somewhere. Like what you guys said. No. As long as we keep doing this because we love doing yeah. it. Honestly, like all the quality is good. Doesn't yeah. Doesn't matter. Like the questions were so nice. Like we got so excited. Like yeah. we got, we're so excited Perfect. to answer nice. them. Literally. We're not gonna ask you anything cool, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Yeah, yeah no, what what you guys you were last night. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> what you guys mentioned having a passion project, na, nobody can take that away from you, na, And like when this ends, diba, we get to look back at all the people we got into the show. Oh, that's so and, cool. Diba, we get to like see everything that we talked about and possibly the impact that we made to the people listening at that time. So Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. So cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know, like by the time this episode comes out, I think it's okay no to talk about it. We're gonna be like changing our format in 2022. Ooh, we're gonna be trying it. some new stuff. Um we're gonna be shifting to like a more talk show format for like a more than Ooh. A podcast, so there definitely there be more opportunities okay, Ellen, to actually invite you. you guys back. <laughs> like for okay, whatever, canceled. Like, if you guys want to show, <laughs> you guys want to show like your your mixes like live, like even that'll if it's like this still on air, but yeah, that would know, be so be, fun. Like, Jimmy Fallon vibes like that. We'd love to have you guys back anytime you wanna like just hit us up. We'll find a slot for you. But yeah, We'd until then, um, yeah. Thank you, Zach, Pao, and Gio for being here with us. It's been a really, really great um, episode. And we're going to be plugging all of their socials um, in the description of our YouTube video. So you guys can check them out there. And when COVID, you know, kind of eases up um, and there's gigs allowed to happen again, you guys should definitely check it out. Um, if we remember, we'll also be like promoting like wherever they're going to have gigs so that you guys know when they're going to be performing. <laughs> um, but yeah. Thank you again to everyone who listens to our podcast. We really appreciate everyone who supports our content. And this has been another episode of This Is Podcast. We will see you all real soon. Bye. Bye, Bye everyone. One, two, three, four. Thanks for tuning in to our screw-up sesh. We'll hope we'll see you.